Um, so I was just going to go over a few of these with you before we started today. You guys quit the weed. You too can become board certified. <laughs> so just things I found really quick, the gathering of the juggalos inside the gathering of the juggalos festival. Maybe this is a special report that you yeah. need to focus on. Yeah. As our resident, um, white trash representative mm-hmm. um this is about people this is what where i come from yeah 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 this is a third way in a in a way this is this is a, a new way forward it it looks in its imagery nihilistic something that gen z might graph onto easily yeah fago something about fago like Fago, like uh right, right. Like a, a dollar cult. tree soda. The cult around the Fago drink. I imagine a lot of this also, like Appalachia, Mid Atlantic, yeah, Rust Belt, Jacksonville. Yeah, I'm sure there's a yeah. big juggalo yeah. group the, in Jacksonville. The white trash vein through this country. I mean, it, it's Atlantic to Pacific, Canada to Mexico, a system of tunnels emotional tunnels mm. yeah it seems like Vibe it seems tunnels. like ohio 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 would could be, be like the their, mecca the center the heart their the center movement. uh yeah yeah like if you talk to me about juggalo white trash culture like ohio is ground zero for that mm-hmm. and, and it's where the festival the gathering of juggalos is um Another one, social isolation, loneliness, raised risk of death. We have a lot of lonely people. So I was thinking of um, maybe that's a little too heavy. You know? I, for a second, I didn't know that you went to the next article. I thought that was like an effect of juggalo. <laughs> Being a juggalo. That's, so these people need to find the juggalo. They need to find the juggalo community because that's got probably like not a high suicide rate. These people found something to live for. When you don't, if your costs begin to exceed your income, what do you do? Just put it on the credit run, card. Run away. What did, what did I do when I was 20? And you asked me to buy a shop back for the apartment, for the house. Put it on a credit card. You do what you need to do for the community, the greater good, and you go into debt. Just just let me know if there's anything here you want to veto. The U.S. <laughs> economy has yet to face its biggest recession challenge. Uh, I like that you're just, we're going through these and one Passover. I want to. I want to see what's out there. This is a better way to do the news. 
Yeah. And then I say news by yeah, this, this news could be anything. Have a lot of actual news in it. Because we don't we don't recommend the news for anybody, but the news could be anything. And it's better if someone chooses the news for you. I guess these points are just it. You know, there's no historical precedent. In it. So like we're adding a lot of jobs in the economy. People need jobs, mm-hmm. but um, there's technically a recession going on. So the, the data doesn't correlate. And so no one really knows what's going to happen. That's kind of the idea. We don't know. Um, ah, I see. There isn't a there's a correlation between the recession that's looming and the rise in job numbers. This is an interesting conversation. <laughs> I wish I knew more about it. Is, is, is your friend in his tent yet? Maybe he's retired to his tent. That's actually a good point. Uh, since uh, we are recording- This 41-year-old left the US for Bangkok and lives a luxurious lifestyle in $8,000 a month. So he spends $7,000 in prostitutes, $500 for rent, and $500 for food and bills. I, he's I guess he's got his priorities straight. Monthly breakdown, rent and utilities, total spending, $8,000. Whatever. I don't love this, actually, because he makes... Two hundred thirty thousand dollars. So it's not a conversation most people can. can. <laughs> he didn't like find a secret. Like, oh, I was really <laughs> struggling in the states, and then I moved to Thailand, and everything got easier. Yeah. Um, uh, he's waiting for his Thai elite visa, a five-year renewable visa that costs eighteen grand, gives you unlimited exit and entry to Thailand for five years. Schoberg earns two hundred thirty k a year with him and his fiance. I mean, that's just cheating, you know? Oh, is he a U.S. national? Is that what it says? He's he, Yeah, no, he's, yeah, he's, he's, a, and he's from he, Wisconsin. So he, he moved. How, wait, how much does it cost to get into Thailand? Nothing. I mean, what what was Thailand. he saying about unlimited access for five years with his gold status? Yeah. What was that about? Because they can't, because they can't, um, that you can't go to thailand for longer than a few months on a visa oh. with a u.s passport so he wants to, to get a five-year renewable visa it costs eighteen thousand dollars oh like i i okay. remember i got a ten thousand a 10-year unlimited entry to china which is actually still valid ah. and it cost me like a hundred bucks but no one actually wants to go to china for that much often so thailand knows people want to come that? there and fuck boys and uh <laughs> yes. so they're charging 18k to do that we alex hear jones, a garbage use podcast i think we got to talk about our alex equal jones, right? opportunity sex worker podcast and speaking of i'll segue right into alex jones good evening okay, everyone so, so we're gonna we're talk, talk about, about alex jones miami is tearing itself apart over bonkers plan to move homeless to an island I don't think that's so bonkers. They have that on Get them the fuck HBO out of Max Welcome already. It's called Fuckboy Island. <laughs> Women have been forced to tolerate the manipulative douchebaggery of F-boys for far too long. And that's why we're here. I'm not a queen in my life, but... I'm ready for love. Woo! 
some of them are nice guys. Bro, bruh. Bro, 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 bro. It's up to these three ladies and you at home to figure out who the F is who. I don't even know. It's gonna be hard. Ugh. All right, so any any uh, any issues with the the selection? No issues at all. I love it. I just might be struggling on some economic topics. That's all. Well, good thing you have a friend there who uh, has helped you understand the economy more, I guess. It would be nice, right? So welcome to the show, everybody. Tonight, Sunday, August the seventh oh are we just walking right into this like no no like hey what's up what's on I'm, your mind no i'm practicing i'm practicing on openings here i'm practicing on cold openings and i was looking for you to uh stop me when something sounds good i you just i mean run you run i'll, yeah. I'll just stay here welcome to the show here we are august 7th sunday evening Lee, how's your night going? Pretty, pretty damn good, Ryan. Can't complain. Lots of things to get into. Lots of things to talk about. A lot of juice out there. Every week we put out this podcast, things are getting crazier. So uh, I'm just happy to be here with you. Amen, brother. The summer is heating up. The events are heating up and the articles are as well on the show. We thank everyone for listening. It's been a big week for us. It's been a big week for the Jaguars coming out strong, doing a lot of 5D chess against the Las Vegas Raiders, the losing Las Vegas Raiders. Now that game, I'm not sure about the final score. We did live stream it. You can check out our Twitch channel to find more sports live streaming. We are a huge sports contracted radio network. Uh, we have a lot of corporate ties and deals coming up this season and future seasons of a lot of major sports. Uh, right now, it's been a busy week for me, Lee. I am currently hosting one of my best friends on this planet, on planet Earth. And sometimes I wonder if he is from planet Earth, but he's a good friend. He's been staying with me for a week, and we've had a lot of good time to rock out as dudes. We all know. The dudes rock. Uh, guy time is um, sacred, and it's a spiritual <clears throat> moment that uh, we should all have more of. Um, no, it's not a gender-specific activity also. So anyone can hang out just like the guys do. We've covered so much information. There are secret recorders lined up all around my house covering some of this conversation, um, but I don't yet have any permission to release some of these recordings. So hopefully we'll look into the, the, uh, what we'll just use code word, the kilometer tapes. We'll say kilometers. Well, the call the kilometer series. Um, I don't want to dox the man. He's out there in his real life and his real job. He came here to find himself spiritually and emotionally. And he's Atlanta, Georgia. That's right. That's right. He left uh, <laughs> He left the great state of Florida where his home base was. That's right. The, the, the Pearl of the St. John's, Jacksonville, Florida. He, he's on a, uh, what, do you, what would you call, 
a search about uh, a quest to pilgrimage uh, i believe the word is yeah you you and and so for some of our younger listeners that might not know this when you enter uh your 30s um every man um will have a time to ritualistically declare himself so as um the elder millennials will understand uh later in your 30s closer to your 40s every man is to take a journey to one of his good friends house and that house is better off when it's not burdened with the distractions of roommates or even a girlfriend it's often better when you have more focused time to return to a time when you used to call each other the g word and the f word more regularly uh, you return to a time where Great you started friends. that's right you return to a time where you would maybe practice doing roundhouse kicks and you would be jumping off roofs more regularly. Climbing trees was more of a daily or weekly activity than it is now. And then you get to a point where you have someone around that you can scream, yell at, and you realize this is a lot of fun. And this is what, this is what centers ourselves as, um, it's kind of like progression yeah. through regression. Yeah. When we get back to, it's a real primitive state. And with this, um, my good friend and uh, ho- hopefully a future commentator on the show. What should we call him? Professor Kalamard. It will be his alias. Professor Kalamard. <laughs> He's a good friend. On a again. spiritual journey through the yeah. hills of Atlanta, Georgia. And this is actually say, the end of his journey that uh, understandably he has been holding out on. And he does not want to uh, let go. And I don't blame him for that because where we've elevated, um, where we've traveled and uh, the, the means to which we've gotten there have been nothing short of miraculous. Um, I'm talking about the kind of positive wavelength and fun without alcohol that might not really be expected. But as he is not a drinker, it's allowed us to keep an intensity in the conversation that doesn't stray away from the things that are driving us insane. Where alcohol might join your conversation into slurring and then late night nachos, cigarette breaks, things you might not normally do. We didn't do that. We didn't drink. We just fast- focus on the topics at hand. We fasted from alcohol for an entire uh, weekend as friends. Um, he's been on that journey for a lot longer. And uh, let me tell you, it's a lot of fun when you can have someone around who is not burdened by your words and your aggression, but is equally willing to fight with you and your in the dumbest ideas you can think of. Do you have any examples you can recall over this weekend of your time <sighs> together? Well, the problem is the language on, a, on a, as a linguist, as a professional linguist like myself, a radioman, a podman, if you will. Um, <laughs> when we get together out there in the minefields and we do a brain war, we come together <laughs> in a brain trust and we do a brain battle a lot of these topics are going to be, it's not going to be something I can throw around on the show right now, but I do have a lot 
that I'd like to, um, um, I'm going to transmute, uh, if you will. I'm going to take the energy because the energy is something that, that we can share. We can't share the actual words and the topics because again, that's private conversation that uh, I wouldn't dox my friend. I wouldn't dox anyone. We don't do that on the show. We don't believe in that. If you have something to say out there, you say it to us. You say it to me. You can fly right into the Atlanta airport and I'll come pick you up and we can talk about it. There's three Waffle Houses on my street. We can go to one of them. <laughs> as long as it's not like midnight to 7 a.m., one of them is going to be open. So catch Didn't an early flight. 24 7, by the way. Yeah. Joe Brandon took that from us. <laughs> Professor Kilometers, wherever you are, I know you're allergic to my cats and you're, you've set up a tent in my backyard and you've been sleeping there at night. It is the dead of summer, but it does cool off to a, a chilly 79 degrees <laughs> when the sun is absolutely, when the sun has been out of the sky for its 12th hour. Um, He's also out of like the good of his heart. He mulched um, around my house. He did like a, he did some landscaping around the, the back of my house. He found, oh, wow. yeah, he found it. He found it unbearable. The amount of roaches here <laughs> and he's taken it upon himself to spray pesticide all around the house. He didn't go inside, <laughs> but he did take on the roach battle that I've been having here. Yeah. Do you, and, do you, I, I've been to Atlanta a few times, uh, but not a lot. You know, in South Florida, what we have are, are the lizards. The lizards eat the roach. I mean, you'll have a palmetto bug. They just eat them. Yes. The lizards just run around. They just eat the shit out of those. So if one gets in your house every couple months, that's, you know, it happens, but it could, it sh really should be a lot more when you live in a swamp like environment like South Florida. In Atlanta, I don't think lizards can live in that climate, right? Environment. Yeah, we don't get nearly the lizard population. You see them. You definitely see them, and they're not they're not as big. Yeah, uh, you got to get the big ones, and they they're fast. You know, they don't grow as uh, plentiful or as hardy. It, it's harder. Yeah, they, they're not going to like that uh, cooler weather. Besides going off on the tangent, I feel like lizards are just a solution for a lot of things. You know, and, and they don't cause a lot of problems, right? Really, uh, I think we should invest more in lizard and lizard-related technologies. I feel like someone should get on that. But in any case, so this uh, gentleman friend of yours, he's been at your place doing work, helping out around the house, providing his best efforts and making your house a home. To him, yes, uh, he, he's staying in a tent. I remember you told me he, yes. he is allergic to your cats and he's living in a tent in your yeah. backyard driveway. Right. There's two houses here on this lot. Uh, some of our viewers might be familiar with this terminology. It's like if a shotgun house was missing the middle third of its house. <laughs> so there's a small house up front and then there's like a yard space and then there's a, a small house in the back. And along the house in the front, there's a drive path that I had to uh, dig out myself if I wanted to use it. And about a year's worth of excavating 
the topsoil and chucking it over the fence to the parking lot next door and letting the runoff from downhill just take that that dirt where it needs to go away from me but you can pull into the backyard and so there's also a nice little grassy space in between it's where i do most of my tanning but now his, he's got his tent set up and he has an air mattress in there it's very minimal but it's a really nice tent and at night he can go there and he can um he can masturbate by himself without the allergies because <laughs> every man knows that the last thing they need is sinus issues or they're trying to jack off while staying at a friend's house so he cats bother some people some of our, our listeners might get this when they go to a friend's <laughs> some of our more luckier <laughs> listeners might have a girlfriend with a cat that might be more uh, understandable or relatable for some of our our viewers and our listeners so he's taking some medication but uh, he can hang out. We can hang out during the day. So it's like a, a Cinderella thing, you know, when midnight hits. Yeah. Got to get pumpkin, out of there. His chair turns to a pumpkin. Yeah. You know, his, uh, he's he's got to go, uh, as you said. Yeah. Relieve himself in the woods. Yeah. His, his uh, penis turns into a... <laughs> a... a, a I will, uh, I'll fight his ass too if he ever even thinks about talking shit to my face. How do you so how do you know each other? Uh first grade, probably. Cool. And it's a tight community in the uh northern rung of the North Floridian Margaritaville archipelago. And with a community gathered around beach bars and reggae music, the parents and the children all kind of come from, um, you know, we're, we're all seeing life in the same um, rosy tent. We're all viewing life from the same um, socioeconomical lens here for the party. Some of the best vibes are coming from that area of the great state of Florida. But this week, we've talked a lot about our past as drinkers and how it's important um, to not completely uh, lose yourself in the alcohol. As some people, turns out some people can't handle it. It turns them into things that they might not like about themselves, mm. which I assume to be getting drunk and you're having sexual with other guys. That would be a reason why most people... Most guys that I grew up with might want to stop drinking. I, whatever Professor Kilometers is dealing with, that's on that's on him. And whoever, whomever may have entered him or his life or he to them to him at that time or or no real one man, it it could be a series of of decisions that he himself decided for himself. Going through this with no alcohol at all has been um, nothing really that I'd recommend for any of our listeners, unless you're willing to go into a place of knowing yourself and acknowledging who you are. And that could be a pretty dark area. Well, I think we've all learned a lot 
in the first couple of minutes of this podcast, a little bit about Professor Kilometers, the knowledge he's imparting to you. The good work um, that he's doing for the community here of, um, well, I guess he cleared a lot of bugs out from the house. So I did, <laughs> I did see the possums in the backyard come out two nights ago. Mm-hmm. It had to have been a, a fucking feast day of poison yeah. bugs <laughs> for them. So probably... I don't know really who's doing better, but he himself uh, probably felt pretty good. And and, and that's uh, the power yeah. of what that's what can happen when you're not drinking. The power is you can of go purpose. out, you can go to someone's house, live in a tent, clear out the stink bugs from the property, the roaches, yeah. the earwigs. Or something he called yeah, them. Yeah, yeah, earwigs. Uh, the yeah, millip- those things that attack you in the bath. Millipedes. Um, yeah, we got a lot of those. Yeah, yeah. So well, that- and that's that's what can that's what you can do when you put something down, yeah. like destructive, yeah. like alcohol. When when the alcohol creeps in, it is, it's like the same. Idle hands are the devil's workshop, and those idle drunken hands from the alcohol are going places that you never thought about before. And it's a, it's a time and a place and a feeling that's new to you. And you don't necessarily know if you're okay with it. So maybe, maybe it's just a good time to time out on drinking for a little bit and do the most masculine thing you can do. You go on a road trip and you go, Jacksonville, Florida, Arkansas, Missouri, Iowa, back to Missouri, night in Alabama, and then you call your friend in Atlanta, Georgia. There is nothing more of a masculine route than a northwest trajectory on the grid of the map from North Florida. That right there would take you through the weirdest part of the country that no one else would recommend you go to, but you do it because you're countering what people might give you as advice and you're not and people say oh you're running from something you're running from your feelings that you're trying to suppress no that's not what it's about it's about taking the road less traveled and i think i think some of our more educated viewers listeners might pick up on a little poetry in there so i want to ask though and and maybe you can't answer for professor kilometer but heading out to Missouri and Alabama and Arkansas Iowa. what act, I what activities was he partaking in that enabled him to uh, further himself and actualize something um, within himself that wasn't there previously Something clearly had inserted into him, right? <laughs> there was something, as, we, as we're listening to this, we're listening to a story that sounds like something entered this man that maybe he wasn't really enjoying. And that, I think we can all relate as, as uh, you know, there's been times where things, um, <sighs> we haven't felt what we wanted to feel. And... Finding yourself can be a journey, 1,600 miles in the making each way. 
This is a coming of age ritual when an elder millennial finally becomes an adult man. They take um, a sabbatical, they go on retreat, and they go as northwestward as possible. It's actually pretty common. Uh, a lot of us, a lot of Florida guys do this. We did go out. I remember um, when I was a kid, like running away from home. So, sorry to interrupt. I just had this memory flash in my mind of like running away from home when I was like seven, eight, maybe nine years old and taking a backpack with a shirt in it, maybe uh, a fruit roll up and, and not doing it behind the back of my parents because I wasn't old enough to do that, but saying like, I'm, I'm going, I'm leaving, taking my little backpack of nonsense and walking out the door and walking about, I don't know, 300 feet down the street and abruptly turning around and coming back to my parents' house. Yes. That's kind of yes, what it sounds exactly. like to yep, me in a, absolutely. In a grown up sense. This is testing the boundaries of reality. We here at Garbage Use Podcast, we <laughs> recommend every one of our listeners take this journey as soon as you can. The, the Europeans, they're doing it through the month right now of August, they're understanding that the time to, uh, you know, really shake things out like an area rug that takes at least you and someone else to really beat it into uh, all the uh, detritus that's built up. You want to somehow release these barnacles. I want to ask also, did Professor Kilometers, uh, did he have a thought to maybe go to another country or another culture? Absolutely or... not. Wrong. No, we don't recommend that either. This is the greatest <laughs> country on earth. And we want to make sure that you don't think that you're going to escape. The USA will find you. They will hunt you down. Your loved ones live here. They don't live anywhere else. You got a DNA test and it might say that you're 89% Welsh. And the rest is some other UK nation. And you might have been disappointed by that, but it's okay because the guy that you're, whose house you're staying at assures you that you look way more ethnic than that. That essentially what your DNA test is showing is that your chances of um, incest are probably higher, sure. But you, there's still a lot of really great culture coming from that region of the world. And you should still be happy about the variations of meat pie that you could imagine your people were making and still could make. It's crust and it's meat instead of like a jam. You know, it's, it's like not a dessert, it's a meal, like a mashed potato and a vegetable and a beef or a lamb in there. They're actually quite good. These are suggestions you've made, I guess, in some way, or one way or the other to your friend. Right. To... Now, some people might say, go abroad, right? We don't recommend that for our listeners. We stay around. You go on the Northwest Passage. 
wherever wherever you're at, you go northwest from that. Sure, that might mean Russia for some of our Pacific Northwest. But but yeah, that's or Canada or God forbid Canada. <sighs> Trudeau country, no thank you. Ugh. So things have been going great here. Um, what do we have if not love for one another? Without love, um, we got nothing, folks. So have love for each other and have love for your nomadic friend who's now living in a tent in your backyard. Honestly, he could stay as long as he wants. Maybe he's our maybe he's our number one fan. He does have a lot to say about the Federal Reserve. And I let him know that politics are boring and for virgins. And if we're ever going to have women <laughs> over here, it's probably good that we lo- lose some of these topics and go straight back into astrology and alien encounters. What Great is points. what room is and isn't haunted? It is the backyard a place you could see the stars from if your tent was open, if it wasn't raining every night. But, you know, good tent these days, that can hold out a lot of rain. You don't need to put the extra tarp over it. One, one thing that, I, that popped into my mind as well, something I've been, uh, I caught on to just this week, is uh, there's a YouTube channel of a, of a guy, he's a British guy, reading trip reports. You know, like people will post trip reports on Reddit or there have been there have been a lot of forums over time. I can't remember the name. I, there, there are these forums over time where people would talk about like, oh, uh, I had this I had this pill. I had this this tab of, of LSD. It looked like this tasted like this. Uh, has anyone else had this? What was your experience? Da, 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 da. And people would share experiences. And there's a place where you could kind of learn about what you're doing before you're doing it or share experiences. So this guy reads experiences that people had doing like, uh, I don't know, a thousand UG, I think it is of like LSD, which, you know, the normal dose is maybe 10 and what they experienced and the types of places they went. Um, The the reason I thought about this is because you had, you talked about love. So all the people who had these experiences at some point, and there's one guy who, uh left left his apartment uh he had so much acid you know, four thousand ug it's like an extraordinary amount it, it's something that you know no one should ever uh, encounter that he had he took off all his clothes uh and didn't realize he didn't was wearing any clothes and then went outside and then you know wandered into some like shopping center somewhere and and got tased by the cops and when he got oh tased, God. you know, he talks about he because he, he was tripping so hard, like he didn't even really realize what was going on. But you know, you still are getting tased. So the types of experiences that it went through, <laughs> I don't want to get on a tangent there. It, it's very, it, it seems very funny. Uh, it is really funny. Um, but I would really it, it, the the key thing that all these people talk about, whether they're tripping on DMT, LSD, that uh, did like. I don't know, 15 grams of mushrooms, which again is extraordinary amount of mushrooms to do. Like you should not be taking that many mushrooms. Going to be a huge problem for you. Yeah. Uh, and, and I would, wouldn't recommend uh, doing anything 
uh, without having the proper experience in um, uh, these products, let's say. Um, now, but, but they all come back to love. That love, that something brings them through this experience and they realize that the universe is built of love, that everything is intertwined and interconnected. That's kind of like the commonality between all these different experiences that all these different people had. If the more dose they took, the more they felt this not well, kind of like fear and anxiety and and uh, death terror, yes, but also like love and interconnectedness being a key part of the universe that we can't perceive in our normal day to day. I thought that was really interesting. I recommend anyone listening in, you know, look through some, you know, look up YouTube. So there's a ton of trip reports, people reading off trip reports, usually some good narrators uh, that can read off some good trip reports, especially the high dosage ones, because those are when things start getting a little, a little funny. And, and also another commonality is that throughout all the ones, especially with the high dosage ones, they're like, every rec every time they recommend never ever do this like there's no reason i should have done this i highly regret it i am permanently scarred from it i learned a lot but do do not do this there's no reason to do this that tangent came out is just something I got into this week and I was listening to a lot of these trip reports. It was really interesting. I think this is more of a relevant topic than ever. I know that without the love and support of this podcast and the great fans out there all over the world, um, again, this is no shade on any other country, but for a fellow countryman, of the USA, you stay USA to travel, but everyone else is absolutely welcome to listen to our show. Any country is, as long as we don't become overly shadow banned by some of the larger powers outside of the US um, because of the hate towards the US that they might have, uh, it's gonna be something that I look forward to um, every day seeing new listeners pop up all around the globe. our glass to each other we do it in love and we want to share that love we all feel that and as as much love comes in the form of uh, cryptic platitudes from myself on this this side of the mic 
I do always have nothing but love for all of our fans, all all you beautiful people out there, millions of them all over. It's it's great to be in this position and to be able to spread love as we've done for so many people. It's great to have a full calendar of loving events on the horizon all month long. Later this month, of course, the sit down at Mar-a-Lago. This has been something that has been a loving eight months in the making. We've had um, a few dates and a few celebrities penciled in, and I think we're getting closer to a pin on that. We also have the love of an entire fantasy football league of American celebrities at some time, some magical point. We're going to share that love on a lot of quality Before teams. football season. We're going to bring you in because we love you. We love you, listener. We're going to bring you in on some top secret sleeper picks that you're going to find here and only here. The South's number one top radio. Streaming. Talk radio for sports. The South and the rest of the USA is number one source for talk sports podcast. Sometimes live. But always on point. This is where you're going to win most of your money, folks. We're going to give you the best selections when it comes to Sunday kickoff and and taking your rent money and doubling it, tripling it. You might lose it, but you might gain it back next month if you don't give up. The first thing that every gambler knows is never give up. You have a love for the game. You have a love for gambling. And sometimes the gambler's road is that that goes through Iowa and back to North Florida. And sometimes you do a layover at your friend's house. Lee, you're going to say something? I Just one thing. I was at the supermarket the other day. College and pro football betting guide, right? Like, and I look through it, and it's literally just numbers that anyone could look up online. Boring. Who they played last year. What were their statistics? Uh, some things against the spread, meaning that, you know, how did the team perform, whether you bet for them, depending on how they were placed in the spread. And we could talk more about that for people who don't know what it is. But this little magazine in the public's grocery aisle was 20 dollars for for information like if you had five fingers not even 10 if you had five fingers you could type this shit into a search window and get all the data you needed instantly maybe if you were going on a plane for a long time and you would be stuck without internet you it's not even the case anymore you you can get internet on any intercontinental flight exactly now so i i was like are they charging this much because there's that much value in that article or uh, sorry, in that, in that magazine, or are they charging that much because so few people are buying these things now that they have to charge so much money. It literally, they literally just downloaded data from the internet, printed it in a magazine, organized it. They can't, and it wasn't even nice looking. They couldn't use any logos you know, it's not officially licensed, so they can't use any logos, can't use any official colors. Doesn't look, looks like shit, just data points. 
and and staple it staple it together in a magazine and sell it for 20 bucks i i just feel like there's so few people and i kind of looked over criminal scum criminal scum (laughs) this this disgusts me it is is the world changing I, i this and then it brings me to another point like the world is changing so quickly there's so much that is being left behind that we're, we don't even realize we're not even going to realize until it's gone. You know, like that magazine aisle, the reason that thing is $20 is because no one buys it and they have to make the equivalent of what used to be 10 people buying it into one person buying it. So it, it, just to be able to meet their costs of producing it. And, and maybe there's a couple of advertisers that pay them some money to put it in there. It's a horrible business to be in. So the world is and, and magazines is like an obvious thing right but the world is changing so fast there are things that are going to be changing that we're looking at now that we don't even realize yet that we don't the, the acceleration is picking up and the, the, i know i'm using an example it's a bit like a, a pedestrian example like i'm in the grocery store i see this magazine it's expensive but there's a whole conversation to be had along those lines of why is it so expensive? What what changes have happened in the world that it made it so expensive? And these are really simple co- arguments for this particular element. But there's other things that we can that that we're going to be seeing kind of just disappear. You know, I remember one day Toys R Us was gone. It was like yes. to- Toys R Us is gone. How did I not see this coming? Where was this from coming us? from? Where was this coming from? This was my fucking favorite place in the world when I for for. 12 years of my life at least yes. at least at a minimum and yeah like i could have seen it coming like obviously it wasn't gonna be able to compete anymore the stores were like it's a like kmart you know these places that just up and disappear that 10 years before for us as we start getting more knowledge more experience in the world seem certain seem permanent are not permanent those changes are inevitable so at some point, that $20 magazine is going to be a QR code on a rack at that supermarket. You're going to scan. They're going to give you the magazine for free as long as you provide them your information through your Facebook and Google account. Because that's going to yes. be worth way more than $20 to them. And I think that's going to be very soon. So anyway, that's just one small example. What are your thoughts? Like a multi-factor authenticator. But the factors are multiple social media accounts. So you not just have to like, like log in and access as a, as your Gmail, log in and access as your, or your Facebook. It's going to be Facebook and Instagram. We need two of three social medias for you to authenticate this access. Rent seeking at every level. Yeah, the um, old models of the world are, are slowly it dying. It doesn't feel like love. And it doesn't feel uh, also like an opportunity that I want to sit back on. I think this is something I want to buy into now, right? If I'm hearing this correctly, I want to get on, in on the ground level of what kind of intellectual property I could funnel people through to get their information and sell that information for like fractions of pennies, but just at a high volume. Exactly. 
So getting this high volume. Well, to anyone listening, I mean, this is the way you actually make money in this world is to capture information, people's consumer habits, package those consumer habits in boxes and sell those boxes to corporations who will then utilize those consumer habits to either improve or uh, enhance their product margins and continue to grow their revenue basis. So this is really the only models uh, that most people can actually approach uh, with their business or business ideas. Let's pull up some articles. Uh, A great segue for us high value males (laughs) to be discussing high (laughs) volume marketing. So just just a, a few thought, a few economy pieces, real fast. All right, um, this this one here from Axios: credit card debt is soaring. Now I went through this one a little bit, and I couldn't I couldn't get a lot of data on this. But really, going off the previous point, and kind of some of the things we've talked about before, uh, if your costs begin to exceed your income, which I'd be really curious, actually, how many Americans costs exceed their income at this point? Like what percentage of people are spending more money? I don't care how much money you make, are spending more money per month on like a six month average than they actually make. I I would have to say that's probably 50 50 at this point, maybe more. What is it called? 75, 25. We got to be upside down on that. On that. Right. We got to be in a bad place. Who? out there is making more money than they're spending uh someone so interestingly enough and this is a very millennial thing i think is that spending on experiences like travel and entertainment is out stripping physical goods like our the boomer parents they used to just buy things i mean if yes. you look at if you look at a house listing for a house that a boomer is selling you'll see like the largest pieces of furniture Closets completely packed to the brim of clothing. 40 years of collection and taking from the market, putting it into their house, right? It, huge furniture, massive pieces. You're like, how the fuck did you even get that into your room to begin with? It's like a California king bed in a, in a room that should have been uh, for, you know, a little closet room. So you're, so anyway, if I may, now we're more the kind experiences. of the kind of lives that reflect a time and place where adults coming to age would have never taken a 1600 mile northwest sabbatical. That <laughs> no, would end because up at there was money house. to be made. So in this article here, credit card debt is soaring. Um, what's happening? Spending on experiences is a planet physical goods. Uh, basically, is it? Uh, people are compensating for soaring prices by discount shopping using copious amounts of plastic to offset surging costs for food and gas. Mm-hmm. Um, Bloomberg report highlighted a worrying rise in delinquent accounts among low income and subprime borrowers raises questions about whether it could lead to a spiral of unpaid debts. If the economy worsens, of course, people aren't going to be able to continue paying exceedingly high credit card bills just not gonna not gonna work out over time um credit card issuers are now leaning into americans hunger for debt so they're smart they're saying hey 
people are strapped right now. Things, prices are going up by a higher margin than wages are. Let's pour into the market. We're going to offer more travel-related bonuses, cash back on purchases, things that in the long run mean nothing, but appeal to people who, who, who want to get into the credit card game a little more. You know, I got three cards, but this, this card is offering me a, uh, you know, a trip to the Poconos uh, if I sign up and spend $50,000 in the first two months. So these are the things that are appealing right now. MasterCard, Visa, booming earnings. Um, yeah, but just, no one can uh, live uh, on borrowed one, for money one, forever. One second. And uh, what Lee was talking about is, uh, for most of our listeners, uh, they might need some explanation on that. When you have good credit, you can get a credit card that will actually let you spend its money. You don't have to send them $500. So you can have... A, <laughs> So you can have, so there's amounts of a thousand, two thousand, and I believe what Lee said was fifty thousand that are out there for credit cards. So I just wanted to clear that up for any of our listeners that might not be aware that I'm credit sorry. cards I, go I, that high. I know, I know, I live in a in a bubble sometimes. Well, you you um, are you are a whiz with the numbers. You're good at this kind of stuff. It's uh, it's in your blood. And you, you've always been talented here in this, in this area. We trust you. And so do, so do our listeners. So, well, as they should, as you said, it's a God given responsibility of my people to make sure that you know about this. Um, so uh, there's some concern that this isn't sustainable. No shit. All right. Um, now moving on, surprisingly, Restaurant. So this is out of the Wall Street Journal. Restaurants, bars, and hotels keep hiring and say they still don't have enough people. Yes. Yeah. Food and drink establishments added more than seventy-four thousand jobs in July, on top of forty-seven thousand two hundred new jobs in June. Ryan, where are all the people? Where do these people go, folks? Now, I've I've held theories on this in the past, and. You can go back to those episodes, listener, and you could find some really good takes. Uh, just, to, uh, I guess, to for those that haven't heard, um, we didn't get that population. We didn't birth them into the world. They can't be flipping your burgers and serving your tables right now. Sorry. We needed to do a family thing, and we decided we'd buy a PlayStation 4 instead. But also, more, more up to speed. Um, in the garbage juice zeitgeist this week, the restaurants, they, they are hiring. They do have people more than they did after the initial slash and then come back attempt from the dead. Essentially, we're, we're trying to resurrect all these places that we used to love to go to from the dead or some are trying to come up from the ashes um it's it's a real like phoenix era so we're trying to we're trying to have some place to go you know it's so-and-so's birthday or you might be a fan of labor day um 
you want to make some plans. Waffle House is hiring to, at, at $3 and 50 cents an hour. And we know that why this, doesn't anyone want to work there? And we know that the, the money that's given is so much and it's so generous that these um, capital holding American uh, lords and um, noble peoples are offering to us peasants. But uh, my friend, uh, professor and I, we got into some deep astrology and we realized how connected we were um, as best, great, greatest best friends and just, just a soaring tandem um, that could find each other all throughout every phase of our life. And what of, what of our strengths and interests might be? And he acknowledged some of my strengths as someone that can have a deep infatuation with systems. And maybe when you cut the jobs that create your systems for receiving an order's ticket and then preparing that meal and then distributing that meal and expedite and delivering that meal and bringing more of that meal all in a timely fashion. That would make sense for any diner or dinner goer, lunchtime, whatever. When that system collapses, the amount of time that it took to build that system, build that system, build, build the system itself was not just, I don't know, how long has it been since these opened up? Maybe a year. So we're talking, we're talking about the great reset and it happened. It's just that it happened at our TGI McGutbusters. It happened at our Chile's. It happened at our Apple Beatons, our Wahlbergs. Well, we were there our, at the World Economic Forum when Klaus yeah. Schwab came out yes. and said, we've done it. We've done it. Finally. We got the restaurants open again, but they did it half-ass. And now when you go there, sometimes you put in an order and they just can't make it. Maybe up- people are just fed up with doing these jobs. You know, know uh, I, I did a mobile order at the nearby Dunkin' Donuts this morning. We got some coffees and croissants, and um, we go to pick up these bakery goods and hot drinks and ice beverage, and I, I lean into my friend Professor, and I say, you know what, we, we, when we come to pick up here, we're just patient because it's a new establishment. It's only, it's only 14 months old, and a lot of times they <laughs> – it takes time to train your staff to get to the staff to come back to a point where they'd show back up for seven, six fifty, something about that uh, for their pay. It was about a 45 minute turnaround from order putting in before they gave us the food. And I just, I leaned in my, my friend and said, we share radical love here and not, I'm never going to come here right away when I put my order in because I'm not going to come in just demanding that you have, my donut ready within 20 minutes of my order. I'm not a, I'm not a fascist tyrant. And, and I guess, I guess uh, folks, you, you already know it. You go out to dinner this weekend. You, you, you probably felt some of it next weekend. If you got some big plans or this week, if you're doing a, a date night, you're going to show a little bit of lenience to your server at red lobster. Just, you know, let them know it's okay. They forget something and you just, you kind of just be okay with it because we're all, we're all just hanging out a lot more than we're used to here. 
Um, okay. So Miami is tearing itself apart over a bonkers plan to move homeless to an island. Let's see what this, let's see what this shapes up to be. Um, local official scientists and advocates spoke during a one-hour conversation on a town hall Zoom chat. Miamians were furiously typing their thoughts on what has quickly become the biggest topic of conversation in the area, the under-the-radar approval to pursue a pilot program for a homeless encampment in Virginia Key. Oh, beautiful. The public sentiment around the plan to erect up to 100 tiny homes on a historic barrier island with a stained racial history. Uh, the encampment plan has spurred outrage from every type of Miamian. Wait, racial history? Uh, not to mention not to mention that Virginia Key, oh, this is why people are upset. Virginia Key is just yards away from two of the wealthiest neighborhoods in the city, Key Biscayne and Fisher Island. Ah, that's why everyone's upset. Oh, um, oh! Residents include Oprah Winfrey. Yeah, these tiny homes Mel would be for Brooks. <laughs> <laughs> these tiny homes would be for rent on Airbnb in no time. Probably correct. Yeah. Right. The idea is not officially reality, but it seems like it's gonna. The petition that the. the the, the city of Miami presentation about the proposed encampment for the chronically homeless. Yes. Seems that everyone's upset from and, and from different directions. Like, you know, the, the environmentalists and, mm -hmm. and the libs say, well, we can't do this to people and there's Wait, nature are we, there. Are we building on the wetlands here? <laughs> is this coming true yeah, everything's wetlands in Folks, florida everything is again, land and everything is wet one of our many call outs have been predicted true once again here we we have an article uh just going just going into great detail on how um wetland and protected land uh development is in the works and this is this is what's going to save us i you know what uh this is a good thing this is some of that love that we all need. Let's give homes to people that need homes. And at the same time, what you're going to do is you're going to ship them into a place where they're not going to be able to get out of. So they're basically, as I'm going through this, they're basically saying like Virginia Key is the optimal location because it's a secluded location. Hmm. Um <laughs> The open field is also the open field that they're planning to put this encampment on is directly across from Fisher Island, which was mentioned previously, where residents in 2020 had an average income of $2.2 million, where the rich, rich will now have an unobstructed view of the encampment. Oh, I think that's a great idea. OK. Um, OK. So certain certain times These people are a majority of the time adults, you know, the, the chronically homeless are adults with some form of substance abuse mental health issues they've been kicked out of other housing um and and yeah there's going to be a summer camp right next door to that as well uh at the virginia key outdoor center so um i like the idea of taking mm -hmm. the homeless and putting them on an island um i just think you know maybe you can put that island kind of move it further out into sea Something yes, like that, like a mobile island, like a ship. Yeah, like a like a ship, a, yeah. a big ship island. Okay, now we're now we're getting somewhere that I think the people 
of Oprah Winfrey Island might be more attuned to. As an island as a whole, just facing another island seems kind of strange. It probably, it's just got to be like just a few of those properties, right? It wouldn't be all of them. I guess unless it was just across the channel. Uh, it seems seems like part of that wouldn't add well, up. Texas, they just wouldn't Texas want has another idea. No, moving on here. We, we can we, we can continue that speculation, but but Texas has another idea. Let's hear it. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, so Texas is taking their uh, illegal immigrant population and busing them as soon as they arrive in the U.S. They say, "Welcome to the U.S." They're busing them immediately to Washington D.C. and they just started busing them to New York. So they're getting they're, the states paying for big buses to take these folks. Uh, who are here in the country illegally and just sending them directly to New York City and DC. Like, Whoa. full stop, immediately. How about that? Um, so that's an idea for, for the city of Miami. You know, instead of putting them on fuck island over there, fuck yes. boy island, let's call yes. it, uh, ship them back up, ship them back to where everyone came from. You know, DC, oh. NYC. Texas is a leading thought state what they're doing is they're giving people the real immigrant experience to go through an ellis island port they're giving them a european entrance which is incredibly kind to do to take that position for texas amazing they should they... send them to delaware amazing. i, I yes. just think that's the best idea okay a any the... any home any homeless yes. slash illegal immigrant who comes into the states or the and and the the, the government isn't dealing with it just send them yeah. to the home city of the president and just leave them there yes biden hometown let's make that virginia Key. wilmington delaware yes i love that let's idea. send tens of thousands of homeless mentally ill mentally unfit drug yeah. addicted illegal immigrants from central and south america Send them all directly to Wilmington, Delaware, all at yes. once. We give them a house or whatever it is they want. They might not want a house. They might be more interested in the money. And the, but then <laughs> the only stipulation is they have to go to Biden's fake State of the Union type address speeches. <laughs> We're gonna t we'll take him right out of the White House and we'll we'll simulate a presidency for him to grow old with as a way for us to move on from him as a country. We get him back to his hometown and into a fake white house front yard green. And there's always like a Marine one helicopter out there. We do all the things that make it look like he'll have that. And then we give mm -hmm. like we a give, Hollywood set, like a we, set. Yeah. 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 Like a Truman show scenario. And then we bring up all these people from Mexico and uh, Central America, Guatemala, Guatemala. El Salvador, yeah. and we give them a new like press badges, and they become the <laughs> ones asking him questions, and it helps them learn English better. And he's yeah. he, he'll hear the Spanish, but he'll respond in something that doesn't also sound like English either. So it'll be a good <laughs> learning exchange for language, and then we make room. For an early intro into her 2024 candidacy, the Kamala Harris Ron DeSantis ticket will finally take off and America will be healed again because 
we'll finally do the thing where we meet exactly in the middle, a thing that will definitely make this country just run like a Ferrari. Like, but it's made in a Corvette factory. So it's American made. So it's better. Ryan, last words? Nothing makes you feel the love like fight. If you need to challenge anyone that you know to a fight, now's a great time for that. And when you're as most as delirious as possible. Loving words to leave our audience with as we depart for this evening. I want every one of you fine folks out there within the sound of my voice to know that you are loved and we love you for loving us. And thank you for supporting the show. Lee. That's all I I'm I've given my all. Amen.